I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Claudia Winkleman. Welcome to the first episode of Business Unusual, a brand new podcast that gets inside some of the most exciting and innovative businesses currently working in the UK. I'll be finding out what it takes for an idea to take off and hopefully pick up a few tips for some of you entrepreneurial listeners to put into practice along the way. We'll be chatting to some very different companies across the series, but one thing they have in common is that they're all challenging the status quo in their particular industry. Today, I'm getting my gardening gloves on. I don't even have a garden, but we'll pretend. As we dig into Patch Plants with the founder and CEO, Freddie Blackett. Patch helps you choose just the very best plants for your space, delivers them to your door, and then helps you look after them, even if, like me, you've never managed to keep a pot plant alive. Freddie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. I ordered a plant of yours last week. Okay. I've got to tell you that. I've just got to come out and say it. I mean, call it research, call it a need for green. But it is, I'm not just saying this to be nice to you because you're the first um, human we've had on this podcast. <laughs> but what's so brilliant is then the follow-up. And, it, and I'm thick, really thick and really old. But even I understood when to water it and how much light it needed it's, I mean, we'll go back to the beginning, but was that part of the plan just to make it a very easy and enjoyable experience, I suppose? Yeah, absolutely. We've all, always talked about trying to give our customers know-how, not necessarily knowledge. I don't think people or, or maybe our customers are looking for in-depth gardening knowledge, um, but they do just want enough to be able to to keep the basics up and and to keep the things alive or looking even better maybe than they did when they first arrived at, um, at your front door. Uh, so yes, it's you know the, the the arrival of your plants is is really the beginning of of a customer's journey with us. But that's so clever because also then I want to order another one. I will <laughs> after we've had this chat. But hopefully not for the wrong reasons. No, 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 no. Hopefully not because you've killed the plants. No, no, just because <laughs> I'm going to turn my house into a small greenery. Um, how did Patch come about? So Patch is now what four years old. It's four years since I started the business. Yeah. I, I was previously uh, I was working in marketing. I suppose I've. I've been brought up in the world of brands. Uh, my, my father and godfather helped set up a big branding company that came up with names for, for very well-known brands such as Hobnobs and Ford Mondeo and things like that. And so I was, I was always in and around brands ever since I was, I was young. I merely stumbled upon the, the problem that Patch looks to solve. So I, I moved in with my, then my girlfriend, Clemmy. It's, it, it's a happy ending. We now live together. We're happily married and we have two, two children. Oh, um, thank goodness. It'd be but, really bad if you said it came to a terrible end, but I found out I wanted plants to get through the pain. So uh, well done on everything. Yeah, continue. I moved into Clemmy's flat and um, I, I don't know if you've, you've ever faced this before, but moving into someone else's space is quite different from moving into... Yeah a blank canvas together because, you know, you can, in the latter, you can, you know, open up a couple of Pinterest boards, you can come up with ideas for how to turn this space into this, this idea that you've got or this theme. Uh, whereas moving into someone else's space, you know, it already looks 
you know, very nice and it's, and it's well catered for and it's got personality draped all over it. But there was one sliver of space that was available to me. Which he thought, I'll make this mine. <laughs> she will never ask me to leave. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which was the balcony. Tiny little brick built thing hanging off the, the kitchen, east facing. So it's perfect for a morning coffee. And so I thought, well, this is, this is perfect. This is a good opportunity for me. At that point, I knew nothing about plants, Claudia, I confess. But I suppose I, thinking about it from the context of Patch, I, I was the customer yeah. that we now look to serve. You know, I, I approached this problem and thought, okay, well, I'll go and get some plants. Surely there's something online that there wasn't really. Um, okay, well, I can, I'll, I'll just hop foot down to the nearest garden centre. Nearest garden centre in London is uh, quite few and far between. So, um, so I just found myself um, at a bit of a loss. Uh, in the end, I did manage to get some plants. I got them home, I think in the back of an Uber, much to the driver's uh, displeasure. Yeah. And I put them in, in place and within a couple of days, they just started to decline. And I thought, what on earth is going on? You know, all this enthusiasm I had for, for dressing this place and turning it into my own. Clemmy's going, I really liked him. What's he doing? He's bringing in dead blonde. <laughs> like, he seems like the one, but maybe he isn't. Yeah. Exactly. I closed the curtains on the balcony, I think, for a few weeks. Uh, well, I tried to fix the problem, but I couldn't. And, you know, after trying to do some research, I, I ultimately found out the plants I bought were wrong for me. And I think looking at this through a customer journey, you know, going into it at the beginning with so much enthusiasm and excitement, and then coming out of it a couple of days later, feeling despondent, feeling... I remember speaking to a, to someone when we started the business and trying to understand whether other people felt this problem. And she relayed something similar. She was like, if I can't look after a plant, how am I meant to look after a pet or a baby? Yeah. And that was a feeling that I had. But then I sat on it and, and thought, actually, I think there's a great problem to be solved here. And so I thought that, that with my background in brand and branding, that I thought that uh, I might be able to turn this into a business. And, and that was four years ago. How I mean, extraordinary growth. And when, just before we go into what the business looks like now, did you set out to challenge the status quo? Is that something you wanted to do? Uh, unapologetically, yes, absolutely. For us, you know, the gardening industry has never really focused on this new emerging generation, the, the younger millennial in its broadest terms, digitally first or digitally native generation it's almost forgotten about them. Yeah. And, and and that's fine because I think they've made a deliberate choice that there is a, a group of uh, older gardeners who who live in the suburbs, live in, in the countryside that love plants and love gardening and they've got big outdoor spaces and so they'll always come back. But that doesn't mean that you can forget about a younger group of people who just as much as the next person uh, need nature in their lives. And yeah, we've, we, we in Patch, we've created something that is antithetical to the status quo. You know, every person has a little space that they can call their own, yeah. uh, and where plants can plants can fit. So yes, we uh, we are. What I'm sure I'm sure one day that we will be uh, more accommodating to uh, the status quo. <laughs> but um, but for the time being, we're, we're we're trying to do things differently. What does the business look like now? Talk us through it. So well, so yeah, as I mentioned, we just we just passed our fourth birthday. So um, you know, we're 50 people in the UK. We have a team of people in Holland as well, where we source all our plants. Holland is is the epicenter of horticulture uh, in Europe and, and creates you know, beautiful plants and has lots of uh, lovely growers out there. We, we deliver about 2,000 plants a day now what? in London. I mean, is, which, I was about to ask, is there a nugget that you are most proud of? Because that's an extraordinary <laughs> statistic. That's not you in the back of an Uber going, bloke called Giles wants a, wants a fern. Um <laughs> That's that's huge. It was it was that there were there were a lot of blokes called Giles looking for things. So at the, at the very beginning, it was it was me in a hire van running around East London 
doing 20, 20 to 25 deliveries on a Saturday um, and then doing the same again on Sunday. But yes, it is. I mean, you do have to pinch yourself when, when you have, um, when you talk about numbers like that, but um, uh, yeah, it has, it's been extraordinary growth. It, I think that the, the moments that I'm proudest of are actually, it's not because of the thing that's happened, but I think it's what it represented. We asked people for customer feedback. Claudia, you would have had an email, I expect, saying, hey, how was your, was your delivery? Yeah. Um, and when we get people coming back to us and saying, you know, playing back what the things that we've actually made an active change in recently. So if it's the content that you've just mentioned recently, we've just added a bit more aftercare content so people can look after the specific plants that we send them, not just more generic plant content. And when you hear people come back to you and, and say things like that, that's what makes me really proud. Knowing that we've actually nailed it and that the, the customer is delighted is, uh, is probably what makes me most proud. Because also every customer that's delighted will tell 10 people who will turn and tell, you know, that's how it works. Well, you hope so, yeah. yeah. What's the biggest challenge you faced and how did you overcome it, if that's not too broad? I mean, was there a moment where you just went, this is too tough? Oh, there'd be more than, more than one, yeah. Um, I, think, um, I, I think they all come back to one thing, which is, I, I mentioned we started four years ago mm. delivering zero plants a day today delivering 2000 london another 400 outside the uk having just launched outside london and in march there that's a that's a massive growth journey and and i think growth is is quite alluring for for a business you know you see these things it gets very exciting you're high-fiving each other um and it's addictive and it, it's it, it's in in many in many ways it's 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 good but in other ways, it can draw your attention as the wrong way. So I don't think there are many founders, and, and I, I wonder if you'll find this in any of the other conversations you have, for whom patience is a is a common characteristic. We want to get there very quickly, but there's yeah. there's really no quick quick fixes to company building. And I think growth can be quite alluring in that you, you want to get bigger and better and faster every single week. But it can mean that you do some of the wrong things along the way. So you might hire the wrong person because you just want to get that thing done. Yeah, you're just um, like, just get them. Exactly. Yeah. You kind of make quite short-term decisions, I think, sometimes. You can you can chase that little thing over there because it's easy and because you think you know, that's, the, that's the best way to get that extra couple of customers or to help that customer a little bit more. And I think you probably, you kind of, you prioritize the urgent over what's important. And sometimes the urgent things are not the important things. And, uh, and I think whenever we've got that wrong, we've learned, we've learned a lesson from it. Would you say that you are naturally tech savvy? Is, is technology very important to you? Was it beforehand? And can you see it being very important in the future for your business? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are a digital brand. So Patch is purely online, at least for, for now. All of our systems and processes are run online at the moment as well with, uh, and, and over the last few months with lockdown, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without uh, all the tech tools that we use. So yes, I personally see myself as tech savvy, certainly relative to, to my parents, um, yes. but uh, the business as well. Um, you know, we use dozens of collaboration tools to help us get better um, at, at communicating and working together. But yeah, tech is, is vital for us. It's, it's the foundation. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, but all businesses, everyone is finding new ways to work at the moment. And how are you managing to stay productive and connected during COVID-19? Um, well, it is difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 not, it's not made any easier if you're spending 24-7 with uh, two children under the age of three. But um, uh, and, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my colleagues are in the same place. So we have a number of conversations that are either interrupted 
or uh, with a with an audience, uh, a yeah. loud audience in the background. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we've been okay broadly. I mentioned that we have these you know collaboration tools. All of our work sits on the cloud, so that we can work together quite easily. I think it's been okay. I, I've certainly I've certainly find it as a, as a leader. I think I found it harder to take the pulse of the company. Yes. Um, you know when you can walk around and. You know, I, I think my colleagues would, would say this of me, but I, you know, I know everyone in the business. I'm, you know, I, I, I can I can chat to everyone in the business about something in their personal life, and no, uh, you can and- sense it. You can take it. I like like you say the pulse, the temperature. Other people are yeah. a bit grumpy, and you go, do you know what? Everyone, we're getting pizza and beers, or I don't know. But however you do it, exactly, or uh, whatever the answer is, or if people are buoyant and there's an ideas meeting out of nowhere I imagine it's just quite strange when as you say you're feeding a small person and trying to link into somebody um, a while away yeah exactly I I think the context will mean that we will probably be in this situation for a little while longer but also you know as a company we've we've always enabled remote working so on Tuesdays and Thursdays everyone works from home more or less and uh, we'll probably move to a more of a remote first culture but we will need to find ways to come together as a company for the reasons you just mentioned. But I also, I hope there's some people out there who are working on collaboration tools that can support spontaneity a bit better, can yes. enable creativity. Because I think a lot of, uh, I, I worry that a lot of the solutions that people are working towards at the moment are quite functional because of just that lack of human connection that you get in an office. Um, so if there's if there's any genius technologist or entrepreneur out there, I, I really hope they're on something with that because because I need it. Yeah. Okay. N- noted. Uh, I'm sure they're on it. They're going, I'm Look, do it personally. for Freddie. No, I like it. Please, Claudia. Um, <laughs> what have the last hundred days looked like for Patch? This is, and what will the next hundred days look like? If that's not too weird a question. I suppose it has been a hundred days, isn't it? Roughly since since uh, lockdown. It was a bit like a rodeo. I say when when it all kicked off, um, we were really holding on for dear life at first it was it was precarious as i mentioned we import our plants from holland every day yeah uh, and so we're subject to four countries regulations from holland's uk's uh, belgium's and france's so at first it was quite precarious um while also on the other hand we were seeing a big spike in demand so a lot of people wanting to bring plants into the home they were now sat at home of course they that's were, why i did it we don't have a garden so i thought we're gonna have to just make a garden inside exactly yeah so we, we saw this big spike in demand and then we saw a, a slightly more precarious supply chain than we were used to. Um, so it was it was tough. It was really exciting, though, on the other hand, in a way, because it was every single hand on, on deck. You know, it was jumping on calls, left, right and centre, trying to fix things. You know, every morning there was a new update that was going to change how we operate. You know, in a couple of days, people coming to us saying, look, I've actually found a way to double our capacity over here. And you know, people just brimming with ideas and energy and enthusiasm, and so it's been it's been incredible actually. If you if I put it in that in that box you just mentioned in the last hundred days, then um, it's been probably the most exciting hundred days that we've that we've had in a way, professionally speaking at least. Um, yes, I think the next hundred days. Well, we're we're starting to see things to calm down a little bit. We've we I mentioned we brought in a lot of capacity. We've had to quickly find ways to to continue working safely. Now I think looking looking ahead, we're starting to think about what, what normality might look like. So thinking about when we might return to the office, when we might be yeah. able to have a summer party. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mentioned that we, we've launched recently outside London, right at the beginning of, we launched outside London on the 2nd of March and then lockdown came into force, what, two weeks later. Yeah. 
that that was that was interesting. But we've we we are now in a position where we can start to put in place proper processes and systems to support the growth of that. You know, rather than than doing it quite manually. We're we're also hiring some great people, uh, which is really exciting. We've been joined by a couple of people recently. That anytime you bring in someone new, you're just you're, you know you're just adding to the culture. I think um, you know, a lot of people talk about you know, culture fit, and uh, do, does this person that you're lo- you're looking to hire fit with the culture that you're looking to build? We ask the question, you know, does this person is this, how's this person going to add to the culture that we've built so far? How are they going to take it on? And uh, and we found some some great people who've joined us recently and are joining us in the next couple of weeks who are going to do that. So um, so I, I feel like we've just we've just entered in a new chapter we've kind of gone from like chapter 11 to chapter 13 yes um you know we've missed out one in the middle because of just how quickly uh, it's accelerated in the last few weeks but uh but yeah it's exciting freddie you mentioned supply chains how did you keep them open during covid how how did that all still manage we i hesitate to use but benefited but we did in a way because all of the retailers, all of the offline retailers shut. So garden centres, plant shops, florists, they shut. Um, yeah. And really then only the online retailers were able to continue if they could do so safely. We we were fortunate in a way in that we could double our warehousing space in London. We could double our warehousing space in Holland. So we could give people the space that they needed to be able to work safely. Uh, and the growers were losing their orders to uh, to garden centres. You know, yeah. bless them, the garden centres. This is kind of the worst time possible you know, in the spring early spring and, and uh, early summer this is when this is when they make hay and so all of these orders that the garden centers have placed have been cancelled so growers were were when we were calling them up saying actually we're still going um and, and we could do with actually a, a couple more orders thank you very much but but equally just just being able to pick up the phone to them so I've, you know i've had a couple of conversations with the bosses of growers and yeah. and being able to talk to them understand what their problems are how we might be able to help them um, you know, small things like payment terms, for example, you know, just saying, look, asking us, can you accommodate shorter payment terms? Because, you know, we're we're at risk here and being able to understand that. And you know, just all of those conversations help to build relationships and of being able to you know, support our growers when they need us um, just just helps us to build better relationships with them. Um, that's, uh, you know, if we fall on the wrong side of the crisis at some point in the future that we hope they'll be able to reciprocate. It's really interesting to hear Freddie's attitude towards the challenges he and his team have faced during this unpredictable time. And it's also wonderful that an online company like Patch Plants has been able to support small family businesses whose sales have gone down due to the closure of physical shops. Before we hear a bit more from Freddie about the future of Patch Plants, let me tell you how Vodafone Business can support your small business through the changes that the COVID-19 pandemic has brought. As we all start to look to the future and adapt to new ways of working, Vodafone is extending a fantastic new offer to give business owners one less expense to worry about. Vodafone knows just how important connectivity is to the success of a small business. That's why they have developed the Broadband Rescue Package. Six months free Vodafone business broadband with unlimited usage and six months free Microsoft 365 Business Standard. The offer is available to all small businesses, even if you're already in a contract with Vodafone and there are no setup costs. By reducing costs for all you hardworking small business owners out there, Vodafone will help you keep connecting. Search Vodafone Business Broadband for more information. Now, let's get back to Freddie from Patch Plants. 
I see beautiful pictures of Patch on uh, social media feeds. How do you do you pick up lots of business like that? Because I was I'm just fascinated whether people are scrolling through Instagram going, oh, yes, I need a I need a cheese plant. Um, <laughs> is it very important? I mean, it could happen. Is it very important for you to be on Facebook and YouTube and all of these things just to let people know that you're there? Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. When we started, we mostly marketed through channels where people are looking for you. So you go to Google, yeah. you type in plants um, and we'll be there to let you know, hey, we, we deliver this great service and we might be able to help you with what you're looking for. But also you know, we realized that that there was a, a whole swathe of people who, who'd never really thought about plants actively thinking about actually bringing them into their home. And, and so you're just not going to find those people on Google because they're not searching for you. So instead, you've got to think about things uh, in a broader sense. And, and, and for us, that was a big step change. So thinking about you know, what job is the customer trying to do? Um, and in many cases, those, uh, a customer might be, you know, they've got a corner of their, their room, which they want to, yeah. uh, to, to, to decorate, or they've just moved into a new home and they've done the first jobs. You know, they've got the sofa, they've painted the walls, but actually they're now looking for some of the more uh, accessory purchases. Or on top of that, they're thinking about how they can bring more well-being into their lives and when we start to think about things like that, then you, you, the way you market to customers changes. Uh, you know, if you're if you're trying to compete with textiles, a home textiles brand, then you've got to position yourselves relatively. So you've got to think about how you dress those plants in the space and how you uh, how you bring design into into your imagery and marketing. So that was, I suppose, the context for it. But yeah, we've 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 been advertising on on Facebook and Instagram now since uh, well for at least three years, all with that that job in mind. So. How can we present our plants in a way which persuades people at first, you know, why plants? Yeah. Why, why will plants make a difference to my life? And then we talk about, you know, why patch? And actually, yes, you, you'd be surprised. Well, I, I say you'd be surprised, but but actually, you know, Instagram and Facebook, especially Instagram, it's the the, the product we sell and our proposition, I think, sits very neatly yeah, on, I agree. on that feed. Um, you know, so if you're going through beautiful images and then you find something, uh, you find one of a, of a cheese plant, as you say, which is one of the most beautiful plants. Um, and it's, it's, you know, we talk about being thumb stopping, you know, it's something that actually makes you pause and go, wow, that looks beautiful. It's, it's rare, Claudia, that someone clicks on that image and then goes through to buy it. But, um, but it's the beginning. It's, it's the beginning. Know, it's, it's the shop exactly. window. Yeah. Um, it's the beginning of that experience. Where do you get your inspiration? I mean, you've got two tiny puffins, but when you go to somebody's for dinner, do you go, Oh, we should, yes, we should do taller ones. Or I like those pots. I love your pots. Uh, so many pots are disgusting, let's be honest. Um, you, you know, do you, do you continuously look for other ideas or to be inspired? Yes, we are always on the lookout. You know, we have, you know, we're checking out all the new businesses that are coming into the space, the broader space in, in design and textiles and, and home, um, but also in, in horticulture. I find a lot of inspiration in the experts, the experts yeah. that are actually trying to engage with people. I think, you know, horticulture is, can be quite exclusionary. You know, it, it's, you know, you can go to certain garden centres, which immediately you just feel this is not yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't recognise this retail experience. I, you know, I don't feel anyone looking to try and help me. I've done that. Well, also, just if you don't know anything, you feel too embarrassed to go, right, just... Exactly. Yeah. Um, but there are some great people out there who are just, banging on the drum and they're trying to bring down barriers. There's people like uh, James Wong, who's an ethnobotanist, who's just brilliant on Twitter and on Instagram. He just, he, you know, they, he, he shared recently that um, the smell of cut grass, you know, that smell that everyone yeah. loves, 
is actually the signals that the grass is trying to give to the other grass that hasn't been cut yet that there's a mower coming for you. No. Isn't, isn't that extraordinary? That's it's a, a cry for help. It's, it's a cry. Exactly. It's an alarm. But uh, so people like James, people like Alice Vincent, who we worked with, who's helped us with uh, some of those care videos that we've done. You know, over a million yeah, yeah. people have watched our, our content on YouTube. Alice is, um, is brilliant. She's written a, a superb book recently called Rootbound. She, she, she's an inspiration, I think, to, to lots of young gardeners. But for our, for our range and for our products, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, great, cool businesses that are doing something or creators that you can find. It is tough though at the moment. Claudia. I know. And it's, it's hard not being able to, you know, have that spontaneity to be able to walk around a market, to be able to, yeah. um, to find new things. You know, we are, we are crying out for, um, for a time where we can, we can get back to just, just going for a stroll and finding things. Uh, because searching for stuff doesn't always lead you to that, but actually no. stumbling upon it often does. Sometimes happens. Um, annoying question, but mm. I'm just fascinated. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start out, wants to be an entrepreneur and start a business? Um, so I'd say there's like two very contrasting pieces of advice. That's the thing about advice is that there's always yes. something that tells you to do the opposite. But actually, when you put them together, I think they make a lot of sense. So there's this Richard Branson quote, I've, I've always read it attributed to him, which is this idea of say yes and then work out how later. Yes. So, you know, someone asks you to do something. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Sure, sure, sure. At the very beginning, when it was it was just me and, and a colleague, I got in touch with this this guy. He wanted his balcony done up. He said, well, would you mind actually, before before I, I uh, ask you to help with the plants, would you mind um, sanding the balcony and then uh, and then putting down a... A gloss on it and I oh said of course of course I'll do that yes I'm, I, I've done that hundreds of times of course no problem <laughs> so, yeah. so I spent, I spent exactly, <laughs> where do I go to get some of this stuff yeah so I spent all afternoon I've never had a better workout in my life I tell I you bet. um and uh, doing that and then I did I did put the plants in and I learned something about it because the point here is that when you're at the beginning you, you know you have an idea of what you're trying to build but actually, you've got to be very open-minded that, that that's that's the solution that you think you're building might change. Um, uh, the other side of it is the contrast the contrasting piece of advice there is say no more than you say yes. Yeah. Um, I think you get to a point where if you just keep on saying yes to things, then you just lose focus. Yeah. And and uh, and it just becomes a distraction, or you can create a distraction for your teams. Um, so I think you've got to be quite careful that. Yes, it is good to say yes, and it's good to expand your your view on things. But um, but also, also you, you have to, to do a lot of yes at the beginning. I imagine you do, and then as you become more confident and your path is ahead of you, you can start yeah. batting off the the stuff you don't need to do. Exactly, exactly. Um, if you could have one plant, only one, which would it be? Only one. It's like desert island plants, isn't it? It is. It's suddenly become desert. I don't. I don't Oh, well, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer the question. If I could have one outdoor plant and one indoor plant, can I say that? I, lo- I love this. It's, <laughs> it's like you're feeling unfaithful to the other plants. That's what I sense, which I'm going well, I, with. Yes, go yeah, on. Give exactly. me an outdoor and an indoor. I think there's uh, the, the best outdoor plant for me, for beginners, is a camellia. So a camellia starts for a number of reasons. Camellia has these beautiful buds that just look like they're ready to pop all winter. And then they do around January. And around that time of year, you know, that's when you need it most, you know, yeah, when, yeah. when, when the, when the trees are thin and, and bare that, you know, when you see this beautiful white or pink or red flower pop out, then you're like, ah, oh, spring's on the way. 
indoors, I'd say there's a plant that we sell called Rapunzel, which um, hopefully is, is starting to kind of connote what it might look like. Yes. It's this beautiful long trailing plant um, that's a weed in the wild, which makes it so good for, I think, for, for newbies. Um, because uh, you can you can put her anywhere. She trails. Um, she grows very easily. You can forget about her for a couple of weeks, and she'll you know she'll she'll soldier on. She'll soldier on. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, I love that. Yes. Rapunzel is an extremely popular plant. The patch. Um, uh, people love them. You know the the beauty of of plants and horticulture, especially for the reasons which I really love it, is that you know, when you see some growth, you, it really just gives you that little totally. tiny little jump in, in adrenaline. That you've you've helped that you've helped that thing just to uh, to grow on, and uh, and it's just paying back a little. I think just just gives you a little bounce in your mood. And for lots of people, that's why they tend to horticulture. You know, for me, plants is a source of solace, calm but also also a little bit of boost when I need it. Freddie, thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a- absolutely brilliant and we cannot wait to see what happens. I'm, I'm ordering 17 Rapunzels now. <laughs> when I say 17, <laughs> I mean one, just so, just so we're clear. <laughs> I'll go and get them ready. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, call Holland. Uh, Freddie, thank <laughs> you so much and uh, good luck in everything that you do. Thanks so much, Claudia. Thank you so much to Freddie. That was such an inspiring conversation from a tiny balcony garden to a company that is spreading the joy of gardening across the UK. Our next episode of Business Unusual, we are going from the greenhouse to the freezer aisle when I catch up with brother and sister business duo Howard and Vivian Wong. They are the brains behind the mochi ice cream company Little Moons and I cannot wait to meet them. Thank you so much for listening to Business Unusual. We would love you to rate and review the podcast and please do subscribe to hear more stories about successful challenger brands and the great people behind them. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> <laughs> 